0: However, once you're on the ground, if you listen, you realize that these local people uh, from the rural area, they're teaching you and they have knowledge that is on par with the PhD level, right? So that, you know, all of these puzzle pieces started coming together and you realize you gotta include people, you know, for so many reasons. And science needs to be inclusive, not really exclusive.
1: Hello everyone and welcome to Geekoscopy 101, the podcast that explores the intersection between science, story, and play with me, your host, Dr. Yannis Kiston And today we're exploring aquatic science, natural science, and exploration for everyone with aquatic scientist and citizen science facilitator and entrepreneur, Dr. Nelson Miranda of Argonaut Science. Welcome to the show, Nelson. How are you doing? I'm, I'm
0: hot. Yanis, Cape Town right now is the hottest place uh, on the planet, or, yeah. or so they say. Yeah, I saw a funny diagram, it was the Sun and uh, planet Earth, and right about where Venus is supposed to be, they put Cape Town.
1: <laughs> Cape Town specifically, you know, put you guys on, a, on one of Elon Musk's shuttles and they sent you guys there. <laughs>
0: Um, yeah, they need to. They need the technology needs to to advance, but maybe not so quick. Anyway, it feels really hot, and it feels like an unusual weather pattern. You know, they say uh, events that every twenty years have the likelihood of occurring, like massive waves. You know, for a moment there, we thought, uh, you know, it felt a little bit like the end of days. Uh, I, I looked outside my window, and everything was just <laughs> blank. You know, there was a big. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, doing well, doing well, survived so far.
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 it's it's still early like 2022. Let's hope it's not like 2020 part 2 because we can't we can't handle that any longer.
0: Um, true true. Yeah, but the, I mean the, we're, we're hopeful, we we positive.
1: Indeed. Uh and yeah, like with the weather, it's I think we are shifting from a like El Niño to a La Niña period, so like it's getting more wet and rainfall is increasing yeah and i think we're according also, like, to what we think yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> according to <laughs> but i mean if you look outside like in KZN, and, and like there's just people like flooded everywhere um mm. and they also say it's like it's like a super cycle so it's like super rainy as well like every thing that's right. everything that's right everything
0: everything seems to be intensifying there are super the theme of super is like a common theme, you know, not only in the <laughs> yeah. weather, it's a common theme now in everything. Everyone talks about superheroes. And I think yeah. Marvel is, Marvel has something to do with this.
1: Perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. They started the trend. You know, Mother nature <laughs> was like, I need to get on this and <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Speaking about nature and science, uh, tell us a bit about who you are Nelson and, and what you do.
0: Yeah. So I'm i I'm a biologist. Um, I. I'm a professional natural scientist, uh, which means I do consulting for anyone and everyone from industry to small businesses, individuals, and um, we, I have, you know, small business that I'm part of, Argonaut Science, let's see, <laughs> got to get that branding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're working on our branding, as you can see behind me as well, we do everything from. Well, I'm actually, uh, I really like the breath work and, and uh, sort of water skills side of what we do. Uh, because we're all about making uh, safe spaces uh, for people. And, uh, you know, our, our slogan is because science and exploration belongs to everyone. So that's what Indeed. we're trying to do here agreed
1: for sure and uh, I mean are you guys winning <laughs> are you getting people involved it's
0: it's a battle yeah it's a battle so we so I'm also what you'd probably consider a grassroots entrepreneur meaning that you know I don't look for big funding uh, I look for things that solutions that work from the ground up you know so looking so it's not about us and, and how cool we are and what we do it's about the community it's about everyone. And uh, so we look for um, needs. So that's our big challenge to find what people need and to be able to offer something that is helpful. And of course we make doing this as a business, not as a nonprofit. So we are trying to encourage small businesses. We're trying to encourage individuals to sort of build themselves through entrepreneurship.
1: For so, sure, and, and you originally started out as as an academic doing uh, pure science. What what inspired you to get into the field of, of biology, marine biology, aquatic science and all of that?
0: Yeah, actually it's a it's it's a long story, right? Because I'm not originally a water person at all.
1: Mm. You know,
0: I, I was born mm. in a, in a very Small rural vir- village away from, from anything. I didn't learn. No one taught me how to swim. Uh, no one knew how to swim. <laughs> That's probably why. Oh, <laughs> uh, dear. Oh, dear. Yeah. And, um, and, but I, I always was interested in, in biology since I was young. You know, I would, I would uh, sort of venture out into the rural area, into nature. And, uh, I, I would like to, to watch and record things already. And then later on, when I uh, uh, immigrated to South Africa, uh, we started moving towards the coastline. Eventually, I ended up in Durban. And then it was like, bam, you know, there's the ocean. And, uh, you know, you can't escape it. Uh, even if you're inland, that humidity, as you all know. You, as you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so water Actually, is everywhere, nothing. you know? Yeah, you know, water is everywhere. And... Uh, and as i i did my schooling there um, as i developed my interest and curiosity for biology eventually you know um, i started looking at what am i going to do am i going to go to university so i actually went and i i met my mentor before i knew he was going to become my mentor i you know i sort of like you know made a a trip to the to university of puzzle natal and i met the first professor that would talk to me and, uh, and he happened to be an oceanographer, right? So, um, I think that that really, you know, like, it, it was a chance. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was like a chance, uh, a lot of things about chance. But, uh, you know, it was a good thing because eventually after uh, I enrolled in university and I, when I started going into my postgraduate uh, sort of studies, and uh, then I ended up with him as a, as a supervisor, uh, and uh, we did the project in the water uh, with snails. <laughs> yeah. And today I'm a malacologist, which, uh, you know, it's those strange people that work on snails and particularly, you know, on the soft, squishy bits of the snails. Yeah. And, uh, and then, you know, as we looked into water, and we looked at the things that live in water, then you realize, wow, this is... This is if you have a curiosity for life, um, look into the water. Uh, you won't see much when you first look at it, because it's almost like the secrets are invisible in there, you know? Mm. But the longer you spend, the more you realize, wow, water really is everywhere. And then when I look back at where I started in the rural area, uh, where I, I never thought about the ocean, I never seen the ocean, and I realized, no, but the ocean was there with me this whole time.
1: Sure, that's pretty cool. Um, where, at what point along your career did you realize that uh, creating more accessibility of um, science to the general public was important and kind of lacking so far?
0: Right, right. Because uh, obviously we how do we offer, you know, an experience or a tour or like, you know, how do we communicate as a business, you know, this connection, with the natural spaces, you know, how do we do it? And how do I, because I'm still an academic, right? And it's hard to shake that off all of those skills and things that you build up through your education. They're still part of you, but you know, how do you then make those connections? Um, that became, uh, uh, very apparent to me um as we started to do field work and we started to realize that we can't isolate you know uh, the the biological you know uh project or the, the the thing that we want to specialize in because that's what we academics do isn't it we, we start mm. specializing specializing isolating this and so become like you know um really good at what we do but also kind of disconnected <laughs> And then yeah. when we reconnect with people, and I'm not talking about you know going out of my way into no in the middle of nowhere, just you know people, just our neighbors even. and you realize, wow, you know, it's so important for us to maintain that, uh, you know, to maintain that connection, to be able to actually talk to each other. And then y- y- when you look at it, you realize that actually, uh, what is a scientist? You know, but like, you know, what is it? Is it someone <laughs> who is curious about uh, in the world around them, about nature? Is it someone who, who uses some sort of, uh, you know, the scientific method, the so-called scientific method? Well, we all do it, right? The scientific method is common. It's a natural part of being a human being. And then you realize that uh, uh, human beings have... Uh, you know a lot of value and a lot of knowledge you know you you, you realize that in being inclusive is the is is very important even though we'll all looking for our truths and we're all working in science towards some time, some type of truth um, the bigger truth involves all of us mm. and then I must say that um, When I was in rural areas again, you know, uh, and working with people there, then I realized, wow, okay, sure, I have a PhD, you know, and I think I can teach and I think I can share my knowledge and, and make a change. However, once you're on the ground, if you listen, you realize that... Well, these local people from the rural area, they're teaching you and they have knowledge that is on par with the PhD level, right? Mm. So that, you know, all of these puzzle pieces started coming together and you realize you gotta include people, you know, for so many reasons. And science needs to be inclusive, not really exclusive,
1: right? Mm how how like how did you go about trying to include people like how do you get them involved and how what do you facilitate there
0: well, well you know it started with uh, sort of research projects that i was working uh, with uh, you know, with sort of uh, organizations and institutions you know and we had to cooperate with social scientists for example so i would be sort of the ecologist and uh, now I need to sort of work together with a colleague that's a social scientist and then when we try to understand each other, you know, uh, the, the process of trying to understand each other and incorporating our different approaches into one focused project, that started to open up the eyes. Okay, so uh, this is how You know, we need to figure out how to, you know, uh, include people, how to integrate. We can't just separate the components and dissect things, you know. So, Mm -hmm. I'm a biologist, right? So, once you dissect life, what happens to life? You know, you kind of end it. (laughs) (laughs) So, that's not very (laughs) useful, right? So, we Mm -hmm. can't dissect too much. We need to sort of, you know. uh, And so, we started to come with these multidisciplinary social ecological approaches to research. But then you know that's still very isolated because is, so you do the research project and maybe maybe you providing some information that might be useful to government to local people uh, maybe not you know how do you connect so we need to bring people in we need to actually work side by side uh, with with people and uh, from a, f- what does that look like from a business perspective well that looks like a, sort of a co creation of something you know. So for example, if you are an educator in the business, you have some guidelines, some ideas, some structure of a curriculum, but the co-creation is when you focus more uh, on the, the person that you want to work with, that you identified as your partner, right? And everyone's a partner, <laughs> everyone's a co- everyone is a cooperation, you know? Mm-hmm. We might not be talking to each other so much, but everyone is operating and we're all operating, you know, at the same time in different places, isn't it? Isn't it? So, actually, mm. when you look at it in the bigger picture, it is a cooperation. And now the trick is to make that into, uh, you know, an intent, you know, mm. something that is organized and so that we can work together. And uh, that means, um, from business perspective, that means citizen science, because citizen science is is open, everyone is a citizen scientist, and citizen science allows you to come up with your own project. So it's not just a scientist that comes up with everything you slot in. You, anyone, you know, it's that power of ownership as well. Anyone that can create and own their creation, you know, mm-hmm. in terms of observations, uh, uh, you know, collecting information and data, to actually, why are we doing this? And what do I want to do? What what does the community want and what for? Like, what is this project? How is this project really going to engage and benefit, you know, people? And citizen science is basically the um, fundamental idea behind the business. And then you can uh, work the business into that, you know, the economics of things into that, slowly, slowly, and that's, now figuring that out is the tricky bit, you know, it's about affordability because, you don't want to exclude people. So it, it has a lot, you know, luckily, you know, luckily I've got the multivariate, uh, you know, uh, data analysis background. So we understand that there's so many of these vari- uh, variables at, at work and we, we're trying to figure out what's important and what's important at that moment, at that place for those local people, those so-called, mm-hmm. you know, we call them the stakeholders, isn't it? In, uh, mm-hmm. This jargon it's just people (laughs) yeah isn't it at the end of the day we're all people we're trying to figure out how to work together so that's that's Mm -hmm. different ways to do it in the academic realm and in the business realm being open to that really is the
1: key yeah for sure And and it's definitely something that i think is increasing now and things like you know parachute scientists where you know these scientists from first world countries come like parachute in and take all the knowledge and like rocket off with, with every, all, the, all the knowledge and all the artifacts and all the things and sure. uh, not leaving much back for the communities that they researched had taken from taken knowledge from um, so that's why I really dig you know you guys' initiatives that you try to get people and local people involved and um, yeah. I've always been a proponent of, um, I mean, like I'm, um, uh, yeah, yeah, we are, we are scientists friends, we worked in the same lab. And so we, I've always, as, as enjoying science and wanting to be a scientist for a long time, I've always enjoyed, you know, the scientific thinking and like the very, like, uh, you know, white lab coat, sterile view of mm. things. Uh but the other part of me is very like fantasy and like very like story like driven. And I I enjoy the idea of like knowledge that is passed down just because of experience. Mm. You know. The people have lived it, they've told the stories for generations, and they're um, ancestors learned these stuff, passed down to them, and they just have this knowledge about the land that you can only know having had, you know, people there for a long time. And it's one of those things I think um, is kind of lost when it comes to, to academia, because it's difficult to quantify. It's something that just lives around people. Um, because we always want to like, okay, now we're going to test that, you know, instead of, okay, let's listen first, maybe, <laughs> and, and try and understand. Um, which I, it's one of those things where we do need to have a balance. Um, and we definitely have to not take more than we give. it it needs to we should be giving more than we take when it comes to um, doing science in a a certain area and you know the impact Mm -hmm. that that we leave behind should be more positive than negative so that's why i dig yeah i think think,
0: uh, (laughs) we can all agree on on that and that's certainly the intent but ironically then uh everything that we do with our best intent and everything that, that we Think is good and positive uh, because even scientists, we, we try to move away from bias, you know, that whole value mm. judgment of good or bad. Yeah, you know, we yeah, try for to, sure, to isolate ourselves and say, no, we, we try to be unbiased as possible. But actually, yeah. we, we should focus more maybe on stating our biases and realizing mm. that we all have blind spots yeah.
1: <laughs> and
0: realizing that even with all of our best intents. Uh, every good deed has a, a negative offspin just like some of the mm. negative things have a positive offspin so because you mm. know it's always bigger than us it's always bigger than <laughs> but we 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 already are making changes you know this idea mm. that we uh oh, we need to change the world make things better we need to go in there be careful with that you know because mm. we already just by being here we already are making changes uh, for
1: sure yeah
0: and uh, and like we need to be ready to acknowledge that no matter how good we are as people, uh, our actions and no matter how good we thought they were or think they are, there's always some uh, offspin that might not be good. We may for example, do a great job in an area, right and be at the same time taking the agency away from someone from the area that could be doing that job, right? Yeah. So I mean, it's not so simple that we should just give 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 that's not normally yeah. the answer because there's privilege at the, in the equation you know we need to <laughs> yeah. need to realize that those of us that are giving sometimes can, are giving from a place of privilege and that yeah. can be actually very destructive um, mm. for many reasons uh, yeah. we can write books about this stuff there's the psychology <laughs> yeah, sure. of coming in you know yeah. and and uh, you know being the savior, and what what does the scientist look like, right? Uh, do they look like you know a certain race or, or gender? You know, these are these are serious issues that we have to be careful about. And uh, even when we when we are with our best intent, when we sometimes when we volunteer, right? When we volunteer, we may actually be harming the ecology, <laughs> the social. Economic ecology of the area, you know, and mm. uh, whilst we are focusing on the uh, uh, the environmental ecology <laughs> of the area, sure. you see that, yeah. that that happens. And um, it, it, if you are trying, for example to, example, to build a local small business from the grassroots, like for example, imagine you're in a rural area and you have all this indigenous knowledge, right? And people tell you, uh, you know, sometimes you need someone to say, wow, I have a PhD, but I'm looking at you and I'm talking to you as a person to a person on the same level. And we, I, I recognize you as a colleague, a PhD level colleague, you know? This has literally yeah. happened to us many times. And uh, we are literally busy writing papers, academic papers for those journals, in you know, those high-end journals with yeah. the local people as co-authors right? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and, but the local people are like, you know, they're like, wow, really? I mean, I'm, I'm just me, you know, I'm a little old me. I'm, I'm, they're very humble and very down. Like, you know, they feel mm. that they're not important, but actually they, they're very important. Mm. And uh, imagine if they were trying to build a little business, you know, from the grassroots. They can't compete with someone coming from outside from the city or from another country from a place of privilege who just volunteers and does that job for for them isn't it they can't mm. compete with that so sometimes when we <laughs> when we are giving all our expertise for free we're actually hurting the economy and we're hurting you know uh, mm. the, 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 this sort of development right mm. It's a it's a complex thing, you
1: know. It's a complex it thing. It is. That's why, yeah. I like I like the idea of balance. It's it shouldn't never be like too much in one direction. I think, and we. Yeah. The thing with that is, you always have to be cognizant. You always have to be like paying attention to what the situation is which is difficult. It takes a lot of energy, but I think it's going to be one of yeah. those things that we just have to put up with going forward.
0: Absolutely. And I mean, balance, even who decides what is the balance and you know, how <laughs> Indeed, do yeah, we measure the balance, you know, these are very yeah, difficult yeah.
1: things to actually, it's very use. difficult questions here.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> what what other kind of similar insights have you learned working with people in the field moving away from academia into like uh, private mm. uh, ventures like what are the things that you learned that surprised you with that change?
0: Well you know you, you have to make mistakes and you have to own the mistakes that's actually the basis of science you know of people think science is about knowing everything there is to know about something and then and, and then some. But actually uh, an important part of science is making mistakes and, and owning those mistakes and saying, okay, and realizing things because you we have a lot of uh, academic knowledge which is ideas you know and then in reality what does that actually mean you know only when we actually try to apply and uh, do we start to get that experience and that insight and and we actually live <laughs> our theses and our ideas and uh, you know and then uh, you know there's so much that you learn just by transitioning to a different space from what you are used to getting out of your comfort zone
1: mm-hmm. you know
0: uh, and, and I mean I, I, that's something that I've always been fascinated about uh, I'm also uh, you know, I study fear and I study you know comfort and discomfort and uh yeah. You, you you recall that you we used to uh, study the subject of uh, sistema, which is you know, some uh, also a system practitioner. You know, I believe it's one of the most uh, pure and well, maybe not pure, but like uh, very um, direct way of exploring what it is to be human. Anyway, that's a, a little bit of a tangent, <laughs> but. It, it, it <laughs> But, uh, you know, as you move to these different uh, spaces, uh, for example, if you go into the professional realm, uh, away from the relative shelter of the, well, maybe it's a very, very high shelter of the academia, you know, (laughs) the big institutions, then you kind of have to... Figure things out, learn things out about yourself. And then you start to realize, maybe it's not about you. <laughs> maybe, you know, maybe it's about, uh, you know, the client, the customer, those, mm-hmm. the others, you know, maybe the community, mm-hmm. maybe it's about what they're going through, what they need, you know, the problems mm-hmm. that people have and how to solve them, right? Yeah. And then you start and you see, now it becomes a mindset of business rather than, uh, you know, just, uh, you know, academic, uh, sort of exploration and uh, so the, that, that um, curiosity that you know sort of is behind a lot of our endeavors that it can be applied all those skills all of that you know those uh, you know sort of those tendencies that you maybe develop in a different field they may actually be very um, helpful for you but you also kind of have to move away from your comfort zone at the same time right Mm. you have to kind of let things go and maybe start from scratch and you know look back and say well what i've done it doesn't matter right now right now there's a Mm. problem on the ground you know there's there's a client that needs this and how am i going to address that you know Mm. um so (sighs) trying to move away from the busyness of using your mind to solve problems theoretically all the time, you know, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and, you know, into being more practical and uh, into being sort of open uh, because, you know, you think you're very well-trained, but actually it doesn't count for much once you knock into reality, (laughs) you know, once you have a real-life problem and you have to really figure things out and cooperate. I think that uh the more you challenge yourself the more you face your fear the more you move away from that comfort and you and you say okay well you know here i am i'm humble uh, i'm humbled <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, how can i help uh, and uh, you know let's listen and let's see what the problems are and let's actually work together slowly slowly to try to figure them out that uh, you know, as, as part of the sort of insight that you know, I would say, you know, started dawning, <laughs> making a lot of mm. mistakes, you know, trying things, and failing. Uh, you know, we, we 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 are used to failing as scientists. You know, mm. we do things and it fails, and we do it again and it fails, and we're collecting information. So in the end, it's actually it's a good thing. But what does that actually mean when you go and you have, you know, to solve a real problem from a for a client, you know, someone who's been dealing with a, uh, you know, a trauma or a fear, or someone uh, who needs to uh, know what's happening around them, <laughs> you know, mm. why is it that you know, um, why is it that it it might be a bad idea to build something here, or uh, what what am, what are we losing when we are developing? You know, what is this development that we're trying to do? Um, when we are trying to improve the world around us? And what are we losing, you know, uh, from a natural perspective? And how can we sort of uh, integrate, uh, you know, the benefits uh, to people and services that come from an, from being in a natural environment with, you know, our day-to-day, you know, uh, money and, you know, going out to the shops and having shelter and, you know, where does it all mm. fit in, you know? Mm. Still trying to figure that out, you know, still trying to figure that out. So uh, realizing that you you can't figure things out and you you know, it can be a little bit overwhelming, but it's good for you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Definitely, definitely. Um, Given your new experience working um, with non-academics, but still in in a science kind of field, what are your thoughts about changing the attitude of people who have this idea that like scientists, maybe this other species, like sitting on top of yeah. their high tower, like kind of spouting down things that you should or should not do, yeah. um, kind of trying to ruin your life or whatever in some way. Like, right, What yeah. thoughts do you have about that?
0: Because there is in the... In the recent culture, uh, or even not so recent culture, you know, there's always uh, distrust, you know, uh, of the the people that are scientists, but we have to realize that we are people first, right? Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, there's so many perspectives that we, we can look at it from. Uh, the scientists themselves, also we need to realize that we, we we have roles to play and we need to be careful not to overstep our roles and say, okay, well, I'm educated and I know this and that, so I'm going to tell you uh, how things are supposed to happen. It's actually not a great way of having, a, you know, a conversation, uh, you know, and, you know. It creates more barriers, so there's almost this barrier that exists, this, this idea that, you know, separates uh, people. And uh, we need to question whether that's a good thing and, and, and how are we going to solve that? Well, you know, w- w- is it better for us to be divided or is it better for us to cooperate in some way? Well, hmm. I-, I think, you know, we need to cooperate in some way. We, wanna, we don't have to like each other. We don't have to agree with each other, you know. Uh, we don't have to be right all the time because every right has a wrong. We just spoke about that earlier. Every good has the mm. bad as well. Mm. Um, and uh, we need to be, you know, sort of honest with ourselves. You know, we need to be honest with ourselves and say, you know, as scientists, maybe we need to say this is my role and this is my opinion. Yes, it is an opinion. You know, maybe the ego is a little bit hurt when you say, oh, you know, thanks for your opinion, scientist uh after they spent 30 years on a subject (laughs) you know um but it is an opinion you know it is an opinion and that levels the playing field a little bit you know because the ego sometimes really uh is very destructive it gets in the way and what are we trying to do we actually trying to uh, create that trust between people and for that we need to be on the same level we can't this idea of people being above each other in the hierarchy is not very helpful. And, uh, you know, uh, generally speaking, scientists are supposedly neutral, isn't it? Because we have our biases, you know, and we turn to... And uh, that's a very difficult role to play, you know, so you... <laughs> there's scientists that you know can be bought and there you know there's scientists that um, cannot be bought you know there's mm-hmm. everyone has an agenda and you know so this undermines our trust that we have with each other isn't it and mm-hmm. um, i think it's so important to recognize each other as, as people with uh, you know valuable insights and opinions and uh, you know we'll be a little bit more open and less defensive uh, with each other, um, because I think together we definitely are a bit stronger, and it's not the kind of thing where we all can get along and like each other. It's more about can we work together, you know? And this idea of separating people like that not very useful. Therefore, maybe the scientists can, you know, uh, a sort of come down a little bit to the level where the people are and the people that are feeling below the scientists can come up a little bit and and realize we're Mm. all on the same level actually. You know, and that's the space where we can actually, uh, you know, try to have an honest, trust-building
1: exercise. (laughs) (laughs) For sure, definitely. If you had, like, infinite resources, let's say time, money, manpower, what kind of citizen projects like would you want to be part of or want to run? Like, what's your pie-in-the-sky wow. thing that you would do?
0: That is, uh, I know it's important to be sort of, um, you know, have this vision of, uh,
1: yeah.
0: to, you know, and be very, what's the word, uh, ambitious about things, and that's yeah. nothing wrong yeah. with that. Hmm. Um, but actually, the reality is we don't have,
1: uh, you know, the infinite. I know resources. we don't have that, Nelson. <laughs> no? This is no, a fun no, no, question, no. not a realistic question. Okay, fine. I'll play. I'll play. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to pick think, up the energy here, Nelson. Come on. <laughs> I, I think. I think
0: that um, you know, if we we already have almost like infinite resources in many ways, and if we if we could like bring them together. The kind of project is it's kind of like uh, integrative project so like you know mm. small little projects with the people each person in their locality you now they're in charge of their project they are watching mm. the environment they are collecting you now this continuous monitoring I, I think I'm passionate about continuous monitoring and I'm not talking about the Big mm. brother you know i'm not talking about that No, no, i'm no, no. not talking about it's, 1949 years no and it's not that it's not that it's a different concept altogether we're talking about uh, looking around and and uh, gathering information that is open to you know that's this is why we need so many resources because we need to coordinate and share all of mm. this information isn't it
1: yeah for sure
0: and um, and uh, coordinate with people you know so that a a, a highly trained scientist team could then link up seamlessly and coordinate with the local indigenous knowledge you know uh, you know mm. group of people in an area uh, and the kids you know the kids are part of mm-hmm. this program and the adults are, you know because mm. for example with citizen science kids you know kids can make a huge difference they come up with amazing ideas you know and mm. uh, for example with the bio blitz, uh, BioBlitz is when you go out and you try to collect as much information as possible about uh, the different kinds of life that exist in a in place. If you send out kids to do that job, they can do a better job than the, in the, the scientists, right? But if you coordinate with the scientists, you can actually come up with this amazing, you know, uh, set of information, but then also stories, you know, the stories come out and it's an opportunity for the elders to come and and, then talk about, you know, the story of the place and then the social scientists have a lot to say as well, you know, and, uh, you know, to create some sort of um, integrative um, system, you know, that's, that's truly open and that really, speaks to the needs of people that's that would be amazing to do with all infinite resources you know um and and that means that you know you you really would realize that the world around you is wow and then you realize your your resources have to be you know infinite because the world around (laughs) you is infinite (laughs) you know and that's yeah. that's wow that's a pie in the sky and a half you
1: know that's definitely that, definitely yeah. although it sounds it sounds so basic it's it's i mean cooperation and being able to Create links between things is probably what gave mankind its power to be able to, you know, change our environment and make our lives better throughout history. But we've kind of like strayed away from that as like populations got bigger, it became less of an integrated thing. Yeah, but it, we, it, it we is almost funny need that.
0: Yeah, yeah, we need that. We mm. need a dedicated, uh, multidisciplinary, integrative mm-hmm. system. You know, every yeah. project should have someone that comes in and says, Hey, do you know this guy and that guy and that guy? We are kind of doing that yeah. already more and more. And that's yeah. wonderful. I mean, if you see here, I mean, rise from the Cape flats, Shamir. Hello brother. You know, I have to do a mm-hmm. shout out, you know, these yeah. are the kind of people that are just open. You know, they work with everyone. They share and they say, Oh, do you know about this guy? And yeah, it's really a lot of good comes out of that.
1: Do you yeah. see? Definitely. Definitely. We, get, we need that networking, I think, on multiple levels, just not in our own little like you know, fields and echo chambers. Um I think yeah, every because time...
0: every every effort, it's not to say that the current efforts are not good enough or you know, you could argue that of course, but that's not the point. The point is that it, why do they stop? You know, we put a lot of effort into something and then it kind of stops and we say, Okay, we're done. <laughs> We did an impact assessment and now we're done. And now, you know, thank you, yeah, uh, yeah, you know, pay yeah. me, thank you. I mean, that's fair, yeah. I use my time, you got your thing and then we're done. We're not done, right? There's so much opportunity, even doing like certain existing projects where there could have been an opportunity for us to gather more information, really understand more and include mm-hmm. more,
1: mm-hmm. right?
0: And we miss all of these Definitely. opportunities simply because we're not coordinating in any way. Yeah,
1: really, you know? yeah. 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 It's one of the, it's kind of one of the failures of like, like living in a, in a democratic world with like political cycles and like funding cycles is that some things only like happen within that cycle. And then the yeah, next cycle is just scrapped. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Why are we limited by that? You know, so if you give me mm. unlimited resources, what well, we want, It's not about changing that, it's to add on, add on to that so Mm. that those limitations become irrelevant, you know?
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's one of those weird things that just permeated throughout modern culture. Uh, But looking forward, uh, Nelson, I always ask my guests this at the start of the year, what are you looking forward to in 2022?
0: 2022, Ah, that balance that we spoke about, that's so important. Because, you know, we are people, so we need to... We need to find that balance in our personal uh, well-being, our personal relationships. It's so important, you know. Uh, I mean, mental health is is an important issue. Uh, We we all are a lot more aware of it in the the current COVID (laughs) era. era. Um, So it's so important to, as much as we want to do a lot and give a lot of ourselves, uh, we have to find that balance that only we know in our uh, lives working on that I think in 2022 we can can look for that we can um, work on those personal relationships that maybe have deteriorated people there's a lot of people that need uh, support you know and mm-hmm. uh, I'm excited about looking at ways to, um, to be part of, of you know, that support to, to, to receive it as well because we all need help <laughs> Yeah. You know, we're, we're not as much as we're here to, to help others. We also need help ourselves. We need to acknowledge that. And um, I mean, in 2022, I'm, I'm excited about working with, with you. Uh, with the Geekoscopy, G- 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 you know.
1: Uh, yeah. it might take your while to get used to the name. Geekoscopy. <laughs> G- G- yeah, no. I'm there you go. It. You got it. Second try. I got it. G- G- <laughs> G- G- yeah. It's
0: just there my, you, go. you know, my accent. My apologies. Yeah, 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 for sure, <laughs> for sure. And it's, it's always uh, yeah.
1: there, you, you've been in South Africa for so long, but you've always had that, that accent. That's I actually know. Cool. It makes you very I know. unique. I just, think.
0: it's my own thing, isn't it? But it has yeah. changed. I think it
1: has changed, you know? Probably, I probably just haven't, haven't noticed, because we've be like been together for a while. Yeah, we have. Um, I think,
0: yeah, another time in Cape Town, uh, now and again, my accent gets a little bit more Cape
1: Townish maybe perhaps yeah, yeah. now and again now and again <laughs> yeah definitely definitely yeah so we are looking to, to forward towards to piloting a new show that nelson and i are working on um it's going to be looking at some of the stuff that we do for our day jobs we're trying to make it a bit more fun uh, for people to be able to to digest so a little bit of a of a project. We're gonna trial and error and see how it goes. How yeah,
0: are you feeling about yeah, it goes. now? Yeah, I think I think let's do it. Why not? And, and mm. it's uh, there's this. It's an exciting time now because the marine science uh, curriculum as a subject as a school subject has been mm. launched in South Africa, and I think you know this is a great timing to you know uh, connect with people and you know. Bring something to the table as well, you know. And I think uh, you know, trying a podcast. This is, yeah, this, this is my first podcast. Did you know that? Is this, it this is my first podcast? Even it like is
1: being a guest on, really, Jeez.
0: It is, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So it's, um, it's this is very, very cool for me, and um, yeah, I'm. Let's let's. Uh, we're looking forward to those projects, um, and. Definitely looking at more. What do people actually need? You know, that's such an important thing to focus on Mm. this year. What do we actually need? You know, I agree. And uh, it's going to be entertaining because we, we, everything we do needs to be entertaining. You know, (laughs)
1: that's (laughs) true. We have to enjoy it, and people have to enjoy it. Those are the two, the number one priorities. Yeah. Everything else is next.
0: And that's like, you know, that's why storytelling is so cool. You know, it's entertaining. And then, you know, sneaky, sneaky, you actually learn uh, about yourself as you are, you know, (laughs) sort of telling your story. And then you might realize that, yeah, actually your story and everyone's story, it's all one story. So that's uh, something to look forward to in 2022.
1: Yeah. Speaking about what people need, if anyone needs to get a hold of your work on the internet, where they can find you? Yeah, so we are not, not
0: astronauts. A lot of people say, is it astronaut? <laughs> astronaut science? No, no, no. Our, really our, you see, but as astronauts go out to the planet Earth, whereas we actually dive into, you know, the microcosm. Yeah. They are going to the yeah. big cosmos, we go into the microcosm. So, we, you know. Yeah. Uh, that's why gycoscopy is so relevant as well, isn't it? Because it has a microscope. So, here we are, the shameless advertisement. See, Argonaut science. So, if you type that into your friendly uh, internets, Argonaut, see, this is the Argonaut or the paper Nautilus. It's, a, it's an mm-hmm. octopus, right? Yeah, a little octopus that has this amazing shell. So, you know, normally octopus uh, don't have the shell, but this one does. This one's special. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, the, log- the shell, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and then this one's got a shell on the outside. Beautiful, I uh, think. And, uh, you know, see, the octopus has got, what, five five little individual arms. So let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah. Oh, did we make a mistake with our logo? <laughs> no, we did not make a mistake with our logo. The other two arms have to hold that shell, right? They're holding the shell <laughs> like a cat. <that. laughs> yeah. fascinating it's like... creature. Yeah, it's actually holding it in place. So that's yeah. our little mascot, and we are Gnode Science. So we are an Instagram. We are trying to be cool on Instagram,
1: <laughs> need help. You're trying to be cool on Instagram. Geez, Nelson, your Instagram's old now, eh? Hey?
0: Yeah, I'm, no, I'm, I'm sure. feeling
1: very old. I'm feeling very old, actually. I mean, we, we are old, it's sad. Um, so yeah, we
0: need yeah. we need to talk to the kids. We need to get more kids involved. We love to work with kids um, in the field and in our business. Um, and just, you know, get that that excitement and that energy, you know, that's what really empowers us. When I when we're working with kids, we never feel uh drained or, you know, like, oh, you know. <laughs> Afterwards. <laughs> at the end of the day, yes. <laughs> but when we're there, you know, that energy, you know, it's it's a blessing and it's wonderful. And uh definitely we really like to, to work with kids. These some some of the kids. These are my cousins, by the way, you know. My well, okay. cousins. My nephews. nephews. Oh, I'm yeah. the uncle yeah. now, because I'm old now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <He's in> a... <laughs> That's how
1: they refer to you, right? So, yeah, uncle we'll uncle to get... Nelson.
0: Yeah, Uncle Nelson. Oh. The, snail, the snail. Show us another snail. Tell us a snail joke. <laughs> oh,
1: really? <laughs> so that sometimes happens. <laughs> Jeez, next time I have you on, like, I'm expecting a snail joke. Snail jokes. Yeah, it's part <laughs> of the business. We have to know a few. <laughs> so now a few snail jokes. Well, thank you so much for joining us. It's been a fun chat and good, good catching up. Um, yeah. And yeah, we'll see you soon to, next it's time. Good to see
0: you. And we'll see you guys again in the next podcast, which we don't have a name for. Yeah. So
1: we need to figure that out. <laughs> That's step one: figure out the name. <laughs> But anyway, thanks for listening and cheers.